This week's episode of The Bat Signal is sponsored by one of our most loyal advertisers in the past year, the Uptown Cheapskate Used Clothing Store. You can sell the great styles you no longer wear or use the trade-in value for savings off store purchases. There are lots of great deals at Uptown Cheapskate at 2410 Texas Avenue, South and College Station, so go check them out. Howdy and welcome to The Bat Signal, the weekly news podcast produced by The Battalion, Texas A&M's official student newspaper. My name is Brady Stone and I am the editor-in-chief of The Battalion. And I'm Cameron Lang. I'm The Battalion's managing editor. This week we'll be talking to you about our October 29th print edition of The Battalion, as well as just some, some exciting stories that have come out this week. So our front page center story is all about the Brazos County poll numbers from this past week. According to the Texas Tribune, on October 13th to October 27th, 8,149,296 Texans have voted. And that's accounting for 48.1% of all registered voters in the state. Um, And 5.3% of which were mail-in votes. So that is a ton of people for just that little amount of time. Yes, and to compare... 2020's early voting percentage as of October 27th is 11.3% higher than 2012's two-week early voting period, and it is 4.6% higher than the 2016 early voting period. Um, Texas A&M Associate Professor of Political Science, Brittany Perry, said this is a pretty big deal because it was the first time she... um, went to vote in Brazos County and she actually had to stand in line. And so I guess in the past, early voting has relied so much on the little voter turnout that she's never had to wait. And she actually told The Guardian that, quote, it is really quite something that people are turning out in the numbers that they are and that they're standing in line for hours when this is early voting. This is not election day. And many Texans have never done that before because it's such a low voter turnout state. But it seems that Texas may be turning the tide. Right now it has one of the largest voter turnouts in the nation. Um, And the most popular polling place in Brazos County so far has been the College Station Utilities and Training Facility, where nearly 13,000 people have voted over the first 11 days of the early voting period. So... You may want to avoid the College Station Utilities and Training Facility if you're looking for um, a quick vote, but there are lots of other polling places in the county. Yeah, so if you want a little more information about that, you can check it out in our newspaper. It was written by our head news editor, Julia Potts, and she has a lot of good information in there, so check it out. Yes, and moving right into some election day content, Brazos County will have 25 polling stations open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on November 3rd. And if you're looking for somewhere on campus, on main campus more specifically, you can go to Rudder Tower or the Rudder Exhibit Hall. The early voting polling place has been the MSC, but is moving to Rudder Tower just so there can be more space for um, obviously the more people that will be voting on Election Day. Another place you can vote if you are on campus, maybe if you're over towards West Campus, is the Texas A&M College of Medicine. Um, If you live off campus like me, maybe you want to look at any of the other 23 polling locations. You can check those out on thebat.com or also brazosvotes.org. 
Go vote. <laughs> we already have, so it's time. So if you are a student, you're likely part of Generation Z, and we actually had some interesting facts about that whole voting demographic for this newspaper. We found out that people age 18 to 23 will make up 10% of the 2020 electorate, and that's 13 to 15 million new voters. So there's a lot of stats that you can find in this story, but they all show that Gen Z is incredibly diverse. Professor Kirby Goidel of the Public Policy Research Institute and Department of Communication said, quote, social media will connect people with networks of like-minded individuals. It can help mobilize and can be a platform for sharing information with friends and family. On a negative note, it will continue to spread misinformation, end quote. I don't know about you, but I have seen a lot of, you know, publicity. I don't know how to say it. Like a lot of pushing for voting on Instagram, Snapchat, every social media you see is trying to spread more information on registration when that was happening and now on how you can vote. Um, But it is a good thing to think about when it comes to misinformation. Um, And... Professor Goidel also talked a little bit about how this generation is unique comparative to older generations. And he said, quote, the generation will also face unique challenges because of my generation is leaving it with less economic security, looming environmental crisis from climate change and government debt. Like it or not, Gen Z will have to engage as citizens and create not just better lives for themselves, but stronger and more resilient communities, end quote. But this is some good information for all of you all of you Zoomers out there, I'm a Zoomer myself, <laughs> Gen Z. Um, I feel like I rep Gen Z with pride. So this is some good information. Obviously, we are very consumed in social media. So Professor Goidel is just trying to let us know to watch for disinformation and really um, protect our protect our votes by not diving into the misinformation. So you can check out the story to see what Gen Z Aggies have to say about their political presence and what another professor thinks about us. So this story is a lot about um, how much Gen Z is a much bigger part of the electorate this year, but that is just eligible voters. So remember, where you make a difference is whenever you actually choose to vote. So let's let's see some higher, younger vote turnout because that is what is, what is most important. And while everybody is going to be paying attention to the big election on November 3rd, there's also something else to keep in mind. That will be our November Silver Tops. And there's two students we're honoring this month. It is Erin Noel Novak. She's described as genuine, authentic, and completely herself. And the second honoree is Omari Zarik Lloydrake. And he is described as a dedicated friend who loved his family. So to read more about both of these Silver Tops honorees, you can read their complete stories on thebat.com. And in print. All right. And then we have a couple of quick updates. There are a lot of good stories on thebat.com this week and also in the paper. So go ahead and check them out. We have a story about diversity on the ballot because nationwide, the 2020 election ballot is one of the most diverse in history. And if you were looking for more information on local candidates before election day, look no further than thebat.com. <laughs> We spoke with every local political candidate and have asked them to submit guest columns to the battalion, and several have taken this offer. So check out the opinion page on our website for more information directly from several of these local candidates, and they're just asking you for your vote and talking about what's important to them. It's a good way to kind of do research without having to do research. <laughs> yeah, it really, they laid out pretty well, and it's like, it's pretty conversational, so you really get to, you get to 
you get to know who you're voting for. <laughs> okay. So those were the headlines from this week's news roundup. For more information on all these stories, of course, visit thebat.com. For up-to-the-minute updates on all things campus news, follow the battalion on our social media accounts. Twitter and Instagram at the Bat Online and on Facebook at the Battalion. And if you're on campus, pick up a newspaper from one of our stands. Thanks for listening and come back next week for another round of news. Contributors to this episode of The Bat Signal are Brady Stone, Cameron Lang, Julia Potts, Aubrey Vogel, Lauren Disher, Jacob Gothier, Megan Sharper, Emily Wedemeyer, Miranda Campanella, and Shelby McVeigh. Edited and produced by Mitchell Bettingfield and cover art by Gabrielle Shreve. And thanks again to Uptown Cheapskate for sponsoring this episode.